Don't panic! You have entered What the Dice, and I am, as always, Dan the GM. And I welcome you, for today is episode 42, and it is a two-episode, which means I get to tell you about another podcast. This podcast is Roll Britannia, a British-based 5e campaign that is full of comedy. These five guys are weird, wacky, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. So, sit back, grab a hot cup of tea and your towel, and enjoy this week's episode of What the Dice. We watched the flame dance in front of us, sending out small wisps of flame up into the sky, disappearing with the lightest breeze. The old man stares into the flames and just zones out. His eyes come into focus and he looks up at us. Well, my friends, it seems as if Kalila's curiosity has aided in getting more information about the lies in which the nobles have been weaving, as well as a strange contact that Defibulus's brother seems to have written. Training names not there. It seems as if the once mischievous Shortbolt uses that same mischievousness to weave more lies and gain favor. Well, sit back, me friends, and hear my tale. Okay, so, Kalila, you have found the rogue, or what you assume is a rogue. Right. You notice that the elf skin is darker. Looks a little bit more ashen, black, blue, kind of that, like, clearly not a normal elf. I would be familiar with drow. Would you? I, would, I mean, it's a known race. It's a known race, but have you seen one? Have I, I seen one in person? No, but I would probably understand different skin tones in the elves mean particular races of elf. All right, well, then you assume this is a drow. Or a similar, very similar elven species, yes. Right. They're sitting on a post. On their legs, you see daggers. Curved daggers. They're sitting their eyes slowly looking around, watching everything around them. Their eyes slowly turn to you, and they watch you. Deadlock eyes with them, nod, and make a slow approach. As you approach, they will continue to watch until you get to a certain distance. Good Eve. Hold on. I have a question. Might I inquire with you of a item you might or might not have. They raise an eyebrow and shift. You notice that their body is very lithe and very, that's clearly a female. On her hip, you see many bags. She goes, it depends on what kind of item you're looking for. They are chemical variety. Hmm. 
And what do you need? To be able to determine whether a special type of ink was used. Shinan's a simple enough alchemical. What kind of information are you trying to glean? If something had been previously written. Hmm. Standing up, she is just slightly shorter than you. She seems to walk around you slowly, taking you in. Holding out a small bag, she places it in your paw. With a smirk, she goes, No charge. Let's just say you owe me a favor. Mm. No, I don't think I want something that bad to have an open favor. I will pay a price, but not an open favor. Name She's your proud. favor and we can discuss it. She goes, well, information for information. Uh-oh. That potentially seems fair. What subject are you looking at? Looking around, she seems to be checking to make sure someone, no one is watching. Leaning in, she goes, I need to know what the Holy City is doing about the orc. That's why I'm here. She nods and she goes... That's what they're doing about it. She goes, then it's true. What is? They're setting up a team to deal with things like this. Mm, what information exactly? That's too vague for me to agree nor deny. Looking around she again, she lowers her voice even softer. Well, rumor has it that the Holy City is starting to send out teams to deal with strange happenstance. These orcs appearing out of what seems nowhere. The strange weather phenomenons that have been going on. What else has happened? What all strange phenomenon do you... Have you heard of in the common gossip? She goes, well, there's some islands between two great continents that had green rain that fell for days. And a group from the Holy City came out and it, then it just ended. There was a great sea storm out in the sea, sent out a team and that suddenly ended. There was the cursed swamp that is now becoming a research area. They have sent people out to study the plants because they now grow year round. Flowers are always in bloom. Hmm. I've heard of some of those. I haven't heard of others. That and they're researching apparently at some point the sun moved back in the sky, giving more time to the day. Hmm. I know of some of those. And I can confirm that the Holy City is appearing to do something about it. She nods and she goes, well then, information for information. So our debt is paid? She nods. She nods. Thank you. Kalila will quietly disappear herself into the shadows being a black cat. <laughs> and then make her way back to her room to tell the boys. And go and use the ink to, or whatever she gave it to see if it works. Sprinkling the powder on the manuscript. After a few moments, the words start to form. 
To someone who doesn't speak gnome, they look like names. To defibulous, it's gibberish. They're not names. They're just made up words to look like names. Defibulous, and uh, they're not even real names. So somebody scribbled down random letters to make it look like names. Well, I mean, how I mean, how many people out here can read gnomish? Good point. That and also, I mean, he fulfilled his his, ob his uh, obligation in the contract by writing down quote unquote names. He left a paper trail that goes nowhere because the names aren't real and he had fake ink. Hmm. It's like the brothers of Con Man or something. Or something. All right. Well, at least we have another mystery to the puzzle solved that just opens up more mysteries. But we have an answer. Hey, Clyde. Yes, sir. Aren't your aren't people about your parents' standings like supposed to like have people there to proofread these contracts and make sure they're legitimate? Uh, out here, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Cause it's kind of um, you are the lord of the territory. You proofread your own contracts. Does your family speak gnome? Uh. Honestly, I do not know. I mean, unless Mother has learned it in the past years. Fair enough. Well, I suggest we get some rest before heading out. I think it's part of a day's travel to get there. It's about three hours. Do we want to create the diversion at dusk? Or do we want to watch them to see what kind of hourly system that they have going on so we know when best to sneak in? I would say observation is always the key to knowing your enemy. Alright, so if we get up at regular normal morning hours, we'll be there by noon. We can watch them for half the day and figure out what we want to do at night. So rest and then head out? Is that the plan? Alright. Anything you guys want to do in at night before we jump? Um... Nah, I... No, I kind of want to stay under the radar. What about okay. going to the shop? What shop? Maximilian. shop. Maximilian, the tree shop? Do we want to pick up anything from there? How would we hide a giant tree, though, growing out of the middle of nowhere at night? Planted in the woods? Yeah, fair enough. There are a lot of trees there. Yeah, but that would almost cause suspicion of, you know, because they're they're going to be watching specifically the woods for any orc uh, attack. So we go far enough out, but okay. And we get um, found by orcs. That's what the <laughs> almost problem will be. If we head in the opposite direction of the orcs. So to morning? I guess. Okay, to morning. Morning comes, and you guys make your travel out. Arriving at the training grounds, it is noon, and the sun is overhead. The one thing that you find surprising is you do not hear gunshots at all. It is eerily quiet. The grass doesn't look like it has been disturbed in months. But you do see burn marks across the ground where the grass looks like it had been 
scorched. We are going to start off of the uh, Discord list. So we're going to start with Defibulus. What would you like to do? Uh, how close are we to like the scorch marks on the ground and what have you? So it looks like the grass, it's all of the grass had been burned. So it, instead of being that lush green, it's that faded green. The areas that you see that are blackened are what look like more fresh scorch marks where the grass had been scorched to blackened. But they are still alive. Defibulous is going to kind of look around. Anyone notice like a lack of like tower defenses, like watchtowers or anything? That and a lack of noise. I agree at the lack of anything. Yeah, I mean... If you're drilling troops with guns, they're going to be out here shooting, and unless we just happen to have, happen to come across ammo making 101, but you'd, you'd hear something. Anyone got that spyglass still? We have a spyglass. I thought one of you or Clyde had a spyglass. I remember you guys getting a spyglass from the. We have a and spy kit. Spike it would probably have a spy glass in it. Yes. Okay. But you also did acquire a, um, a spy glass at the Bone Temple. Yeah, alright. So we'll pull out our spy glasses. Who, you have two of them. Who's using them? I'll share mine with a short round. Okay. Perceptions, please. Alright, I'm going to at least like kind of stand up as long as it's not too exposing me, like take a peek first and then climb up to at least like the tallest point by the bridge and look around from there. 22. So apparently the accumulation of the not rolling for, you know, a very long time, uh, all came into one and I got a nat 20. Nice. This is my first roll. Oh, wow. I have a dirty 20. Okay. Kudos on your roll then, Clyde. Nice roll. I know, it's the first perception that I usually see. You gotta cheer. Huzzah. Alright, well, we'll just start with the highest roll. Clyde, as you look around, you see something disturbing. The tents look like they are made of human flesh. The targets also look like they are stretched out orc leather. You don't see paint, but you see dried blood. You also notice skeletons walking around. In their hand, it looks like they carry some form of rifle, like what the Thibulus has. Except the major difference is that the stock of the rifles look like they're made from bone. As you watch, it looks like they are going through training, rising the rifle up and pulling triggers and then handing off the rifle to the person behind them. This continues on as if it is they are being trained. I have a quick question. Any discharges from the rifles or just like they pull the trigger and then just hand it off? They pull the tr it they pull the trigger, you see what would be like recoil, like you know, their arm goes back. And either like they shake their head or you see some like raise their hand and like, yay, they hit the target or anything like that. 
but you don't see any discharge of any kind. You don't hear anything? Nope. You don't even see smoke or anything come out of the barreling. Almost like there's a silence, like, casted. Well, the Fibulous would recognize as they're also not reloading, so it's... It's almost as if they are mimicking training. Interesting. Kind of like the uh, 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 Cobalts that we saw, where they just kind of go through the motions even if it doesn't make sense. Right, but these don't look like they're going through the motions. They're almost sentient, but faking it. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely convey that knowledge. Oh, Kalila's going to be disgusted by that thought, that there's tents made out of human flesh. Okay, right. Whose bad idea was it to come out here? <laughs> we can back out now. We don't have to. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure our paladin friend here will not allow that. Yeah, but that's a lot of undead to fight by ourselves. I'm actually amazed. You know, was like, I'm amazed he hasn't tied a rope to us and charged in already. What do you mean? Right here is the perfect defensive position. Right here, I mean, we have two sides of a, um, of a wall. We have uh, a funnel that they can only come one direction. Forget, the dead won't care if they cross water. Uh, I mean, no offense to this, but bones and water current, uh, bones float. How deep is that river? Ask that next. <laughs> it's deep enough that Clyde would be, it would be like a foot over Clyde's head. Okay, so this, the skeletons might not cross it. It's also going pretty quick. Okay. It's I, not I thought it was a slow level. Okay. It's not rapid level, but it's got some speed to it. All right. You might be right on that slide. Hey, Kalia, can I borrow your can I borrow your spyglass real quick? Yeah, she'll hand it off. Defibrius is going to and scout uh, with the spyglass, look through the encampment and see if they have any artillery. No. It looks like they are just training in rifles. One of the things you would also notice is they are not necessarily aggressive. Like, it almost seems as if they don't even know they're skeletons. Like, they are talking, shaking hands. Like, they don't seem to register that they're dead. Like, you don't get that perception that they even know what's going on to their bodies. Oh. Uh, will turn back to the group. Hey, guys, um... Uh, I don't think these guys realize they're dead. They're, they're acting like they're carrying on like they're alive. Is this what they meant by joining our army? Yeah, but the orcs said something about the rifle having bone. And then these guys are all bone, obviously. Mm -hmm. My question is, is who made the flesh tents? Probably a tailor. Clyde. I can't believe I'm saying this. Detect evil. I am too far away, or I would have already. Okay. It's 60 feet, that's why I was doing Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was going to suggest moving up, um, but they said that they are over here, so I would have to get pretty close to uh, detect. Right, right short range you'd be super visual 
visible. Yeah, I would have to be right there. Yeah. And that's super in the open. All right. I'm going to uh, borrow back the spyglass and examine over by the building and the tents to see if there's a way that I can sneak over there or if there's more skeletons and quote-unquote people over in that area. Okay. Perception. 28. Looking, you do see that there are a few skeletons walking around. Some of them look like they are carrying containers of mead. Uh, some of them can carrying maybe like a stick of meat that they're munching on. You basically are watching the food or drink just fall through their bones. So definitely go. They're also eating and drinking, even though it literally is accomplishing nothing. Like I said, I don't think they realize they're dead. All right. So you also really don't see any place you can directly hide. It looks like they have cleared the area of trees and debris. On the building, uh, Defibulus, well, everyone would see the the crest of short bolt. So you do know that this is a short bolt training facility. Definitely a short bolt. Yeah, last I checked, necromancy was part of our family business. Alright, so how is everybody feeling about running? And I mean, like, in the general sense of running. As in not engaging. No, no, I mean as in the act of running. Like, how does everybody feel about Why? What are you thinking? Well, all I really need to do is get to here. Talking about being a distraction? Oh, no, I mean walking up there and doing the detect evil and then walking away. Or running if need be. Well, what's your idea? You walk up, you see if they detect evil. They pop up evil, we run. And they pop up not evil, we run. No, they pop up not evil, I say hello. Go about our plan and pretend they're not dead. Correct. Okay, so we're going to try that route. Yes, I can double move. I mean, it's going to look like I'm running to there. But I can double move and get there in a single round. Alright, what's the game plan is if I'm in the building and you get overrun to the point that you can't defend yourself adequately? Oh, I mean right now. Like, I walk up there. No, 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 I I agree, but what if your diversion tactic goes south? What then? Oh, that's just it. I don't mean it as a diversion tactic. I mean it as just going up there, doing that, and walking away, or running away. Because then we go back towards the town, and, um... We tell the mercenaries that there's undead, and we gather some of them, and we come back out here. And bring the town here to to, to fight this problem. Yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of mercenaries. We found undead. Question is, one, do you think they'll even believe us? And two, they're not... Why would they go attack undead when they're not being paid to? Because um, they will assume the town will, because it's... Yeah a potential threat to the town. I don't see the mercenaries being very helpful, but we can try it. Well, that's why I ask. 
They might. They might. If they don't, then we still manage to escape and the town now knows about the threat. I don't think this is going to be tied into the orcs, do you? Uh, I think it's a possibility. How? Well, that's what I mean. I think it's all connected because, you know, um, Defibula just said necromancy isn't part of his business. That means a whole lot more could be not part of his business such as getting a whole war started to take out the mountain, possibly training the orcs or some sort of some sort of outward influence. So that leaves the town in so much debt that they basically have to hand over the mountain to the company. And this is their takeover procedure right here. I mean, you don't have to pay undead. You don't have to pay if somebody dies or the spell ends. All right. I still want to try and get into that building then. So if you're going to walk up, detect evil. If they're not evil, you're going to approach. If they're evil, you're going to run away. Or are you going to engage? I'm going to run away. Live to fight another day. All right. So we, we run away. If you engage, then I take that as a signal. And I'm going to try and make my way to that office. That building to get in to look for the records. That sounds like a good plan to me. All right. All right. Short round. Do you... It, which way are you coming with me, or are you going to stay as backup for Clyde? Well, I mean, last time someone shot at him, they couldn't hit him with a broadside of a barn. This is true, and we don't want you seen if they don't know they're undead and they recognize you. So you're still coming with me? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll back you up. And then I can still, if I'm in the building, I can still shoot for a window and cover Clyde. Can short round borrow your 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 ring that silences you? You're not going to need to sneak right now, and he does. That sounds like a tremendous good idea. Hey, wait a minute. Are you saying I'm not very stealthy? No, you are. But a nice little boost while we're still trying to sneak in is still welcome. I can only help you so much. That's true. I was gonna say I don't have a pig stuck tied to me yet either. True. Episode still young. So, That's true. All right. Um, Kalila's going to sneak with short round, uh, essentially off the map. Like she's going to take a while to go around. Mm-hmm. So she'll wait to signal Clyde, if that's okay. Yeah. Wait like a while. let me get, let me get essentially across the map. Um. Because I can always just, we would essentially run east if there's problems. If Clyde goes running, she's going to go running east and we'll meet up somewhere on an eastern location. She can find him. Um, is the idea? Yeah. Okay. So, Dan, you will just have to tell me if I can respectfully make it across the map and how many rolls of stealth we need. Okay, give me one. What's your maximum movement speed? Um, My normal, like, I guess it's 30. So 60 is running. Yeah, if I, like, full-on run-run, it would be 60. Oh, no, are they using blunderbuss or actual, like, uh, lever actions or whatnot? Well, seeing that you can't hear what they're firing, it's the... Oh, 
was just uh, main, mainly curious, curious from the, the view of the weapon itself. It'd be about seven rounds to get up here. Oh, well, it depends on how, like, so how quickly you want to get to one point. You can do four times and then three times or two yeah. times. So going based off of 60, 60 feet of movement. Okay, well, like I said, it would technically be off map a little yeah. way. Like, she's yeah, going to round her way around, and Clyde's just quietly waiting. They haven't noticed us talking at the bridge by now. He nope. can easily just stay out of sight while she gets over there and signal him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. I'm going to stealthily sit down behind the bridge. Okay. So to make this easier, um, we're just going to do two rolls of stealth okay. for both you and Defibulus. If Defibulus is following suit. Yeah. Yes. And Clyde, can I get another perception check from you? Uh, 19. You are still looking through the spyglass and you're noticing that the skeleton's armor is newer leather armor. Family crest, so the, the crest that every guard has, you see it brandished on their shoulder. But you notice one thing else. Through the crest is a black rose. Well, shit. And I can't tell. You can always try and get my attention by waving. Yeah, but it would be something I have to, like, tell you. Uh, Defibulous, Kalila, uh, what'd you roll? I rolled a 22 and a 23. All right. Defibulous? Oh, sorry, I posted it in the thing. Uh, 19 and a nat 20. All right. So you two are able to get to the position. One of the things that you guys are noticing is some of the skeletons look like they have been injured in some way, shape, or form and the bones look like they have cracked. Similar to the scholar at the Bone Temple, the bones that have been damaged seem to still hold, but they are cracked or have been replaced in some way, shape, or form. Would Kalila put two and two together? I don't know, would she? I wanna say yes. Then I would say yes. They might be worshiping the female bone god. Do you see that, Defibulous? That they look just like the creepy bone person from the temple? Yeah. And at this range, you guys would also notice the black rose that is across the crest of the city. Kalila is going to take out a very small piece of paper and draw a black rose symbol on it. Give it to Hugin and have Hugin go back to Clyde. Okay. A few moments later, Clyde, you notice a spider with a piece of paper on its back walking up to you. Recognize my spider. You would recognize you. He has a distinct blue and black pattern. I recognize you. And I hold out my hand. He climbs into your hand. I take a piece of paper. On the piece of paper, you see a black rose drawn on it. I will write on the paper, yes, I... C. Two. Right. 
and the spider scurries off. Assuming I will receive said note and look at the fibulas going, should we regroup and talk to Clyde about this or proceed as planned? Well, I mean, we're already this close to the building. I don't know if we got a second chance to get back to it. True. Also, if they're starting to follow the... Everybody who follows his bone god tends to all of a sudden act very differently. Think about Narrow Cloud. And then what the skeleton said at the bone god's temple. Are they even going to act like we think they're going to act, or are they not even going to care? That's a good question, because, I mean, these guys don't even know. It seems like they know they're dead, so... Or maybe they do. The skeleton knew that it was a skeleton, and it was dead in all tens and forms. But these guys are... But it didn't care. True, but I was going to say, these guys are still eating food. Yeah, that is true. That is a little different. I say we proceed on with the same plan. Yeah. We'll send Hugan back with a note saying, proceed as planned. Um, and also on a, uh, that little note, we'll act when you go. Receive spider, read note, send back spider with okay, and proceed walking after a few moments when I think uh, Hugan has made it back. Okay. So, go ahead and make your movements. I detect evil. Alright. As you creep along, moving up, the ground beneath you squelches. Because, you know, river mud. As you cast Detect Evil, every the creatures you're staring at begin to glow. I back up. Slowly but surely. As you back up, the other the creatures don't seem to notice you. It seems as if they are going through actual training. Some of them begin to do push-ups and squats and, you know, things of physical activity. We're trying to build muscles that aren't there. Then you actually start to hear voices. Voices of how to fire the rifle, keep your eyes down the sight, don't pull away, followed by cadences as drill instructors are marching skeletons through running and push-ups. Kalila and Defibulus. Well, like I said, I was waiting to watch to see what Clyde did, either to move forward or back away, but he backed away. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see if he stays at the bridge or not. Oh, I'm going to proceed continually, like, walking away. Yeah. So you're leaving. Oh, yeah. I'm leaving. That's a lot of undead. <laughs> is there anybody on the back side of this building? There is not. Short round. Stay here and provide me cover. I want to go in and peek into the windows, if I can, to see what's inside. And then we'll go and rendezvous with, with Clyde. Understood. I am going to try and make my stealthiest of stealthiest rolls to make my way over there. Drum roll, please. And just in case, I am calling my cat luck so I can re-roll this bitch if I need to. Okay. Because I have that ability. I just have to deem it beforehand. Okay. Alright, it wasn't a net one. 
22. With a 22, you're able to move up to the glass. Peering in, it looks like a storage facility. Crates that are brand new are being stacked. You see a few men sitting around a small table discussing what looks like maybe a training regiment. Can I listen in? Roll your perception. 26. With a 26, you're able to kind of ignore the world around you, honing in on the conversation. You begin to hear, if we use platoons three and four, we can outflank the orcs. And if the god provides, we should have no problem taking them out with the long rifles. We'll just have to be careful we don't have the cannons available. They're still in production. The warehouse has requested more bones, but without the orcs steadily attacking, our supply has ran pretty dry. We might have to do something to aggravate them to get them to send out either more hunting parties or send out scouts. Someone else asks, when are we going to be sending the guards back to the town? Another voice rings out from the shadows. We still have a few weeks left on the contract of training. It wasn't hard to train these guys how to use things, use these new weapons once they swore themselves to the god. All right. Can she continue to listen or does she, she head back? You want to continue listening? I do. As long as there's nobody like coming close to see me. Roll perception. 21. You begin to hear them discussing armament supplies. Some of one from the sh the shadows that is out of your vision laughs, saying, "Why would we waste our time buying pistols? These rifles are going to be better options. We've already told them not to send any more of the barrel loaders. Cartridges are going to work a lot better dealing with the orcs." Another one asks, "Well, what about their god? Won't they provide as well?" One of them seems to chuckle. Well, I guess it depends on who serves their god better. Someone else brings out, you know, we could save money if we would stop buying the high quality food. We could just switch to rations. No one seems to be hungry anymore. Then they begin to ramble on about the difference between what rations they should switch to. All right, she'll stealth her way back to Defibulous. Roll your stealth. 27. Alright, with a 27, you're able to get back to Defibulous just fine. Alright, she goes, let's rendezvous with Clyde. I have a lot to discuss. I heard some things. Alright, let's go. And roll two stealths to get back. Nat 20 on the first one. Alright, then you're good. Okay. Defibulous? 18 and then a 26. Alright, you're able to get back just fine. Rendezvous with Clyde. Bottom of the map at the end of the trail. Yep. We're right on the edge. Yep. Alright, you guys meet back up. Alright. I was able to overhear some things while I was by the building. Oh, they evil. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> and she'll word vomit. 
tell him everything about how that she overheard and how they seem to worship. They referred to worshiping the god with a male tone behind it. Uh, and what she found out of what they're using, cartridges versus barrels or whatever, that, you know, talking to the fibulous so he knows those details too. They would theoretically be able to lay down enough firepower that the orcs aren't gonna ever get it near them. And they also said something about cannons, and they're wanting to aggravate the orcs to get more bones to send the bones somewhere. They're they're mining for bones. Well, they're using... I mean, it is the bone god. They do seem to be using bones in their the construction of their weaponry. Now the question is, do we go back to the orcs to help them, or and do we let the city know? Because neither seems to understand what they're dealing with now. Well, I'm wondering if the troops don't realize that they're skeletons because they were talking about sending the troops back but they didn't mention or even seem to have been concerned with the fact that everybody's a skeleton over here. I wonder if they turn them back into or look human. Well, they're now worshipping the, go the, the god. I, I'm assuming the bone god. I don't think they're going to go back to being human. I'm not back to being human, looking human. I... Hmm. That is a good... Okay, so now that we've seen this, um, anybody that we run into in the city, we should assume the possibility of them being a... Corrupted um, by this. Well, I was going to say, assume that they might be a skeleton, and we might be able to just perceive past an illusion. Question, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, aren't you, like, paladin people supposed to, like, be able to feel undead or some nonsense like that? Mm, I can detect evil, not feel undead. Well, he did say that they were all evil. Now, this is my question. And this goes back to our original plan with the orcs, Clyde. If they worship the bone god and they're evil, would that not also make all of the orcs in the volcano evil for worshiping this god? The they don't worship the same god. They, with from the information that you just told me, they just said whoever serves their god the better. So whoever so if the orcs serve their god best, or if these people serve their god best, two different gods. Or is it the same god? And they're just fighting each other. Or here's the question: Could it be that Bone 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 God One, Bone God Two, having a, a quarrel? Because it's male and female that they did have a Bone God. So are you saying the orcs might be worshiping the female Bone God? Uh, the orcs could be worshiping a, a completely different God, or uh, a Bone God, or the same Bone God. Um. So the we would have to figure out who Argoroth worships. Correct. Which I'm suspecting is this bone god, but you're arguing it wouldn't make sense that the same god would fight the same god. Oh, no, I'm arguing that um, orc might be um, just worshipping an orc fire god, because okay. that would because be of the fire god. torch. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that would make sense. You're right on that. I mean, not that I, you know, have anything against the orcs or, but, or anything like that, but, uh, they're going to get massacred. Agreed. 
and they're thinking about provoking the orcs up here. Should we not warn the orcs? Or does this accomplish our problem? If they get the orcs get provoked by these guys, most of the troops are going to pull out of that volcano area, I would assume. And we could sneak in and get the torch and then leave. And if the, these guys can deal with the orcs, there's your army. Well, I think the torch is going to be always on him at all times. And I mean, Argra. the orcs, I mean, they didn't seem all that evil. They didn't try to kill us on sight. Um, I don't yeah. think they deserve to be, uh, for lack of a better term, massacred and turned into weapons. If they need more bones, it should be in our best interest and everyone in this area, and maybe the holy city, not to let them get more bones. So this is now the bigger threat than the orc problem. Compare with that statement. Should we go back and warn the royal family then about what's going on and tell them that all of their troops are dead? I don't think they'll believe us. I agree. I concur. So what do we do about it? Let's go talk to the orcs, I'd say. I'd say let's go walk through our town again, or the town, and I'm going to detect evil continuously kind of through the town and see, because they did say they're returning them, so I wonder if they've already returned some of uh, other troops. Like one or two kind of thing? Or like a whole different section, or some of the mercenaries, because they agreed to serve they're god and they just don't care that kind of deal going back and seeing how many evil people is in the town could be dead end they could be evil for unknown reasons well it is true but like being evil is like a not not being like selfish or um bad person per se i, I mean being evil is like being evil no i understand I'm just saying there could be somebody who's just evil that happens to be here because they're greedy and passing through. I don't know. They might have nothing to do with what's going on, is all I'm saying. If you're as cautious about wanting to kill Argaroth because you might not know that he's evil, killing somebody just because they're evil but not knowing what they're connected to could cause more problems. Well, yeah, but this way we know a basis of how many evil people. If it's just one or two, you know, they could just be evil people. Okay. So we're not going to act. You're just wanting to see. Correct, because it just wouldn't be the correct time to act. We'll go back through, detect evil throughout it, and then get back to debating what we should do and who should be informed. And the food's just like, well, what happens if while we're in the town poking to see who's evil or not, they provoke the orcs to get more materials to build more guns and cannons. Well, they're still discussing about their money and their rations, so they have, they're planning things. I don't think that they're going to be able to provoke the orcs in a day. Or, if you want, Clyde can go back and I can watch the, the forest line to see if there's any orcs coming up on these undead and warn them to turn back. I think we could do that. Yeah, I think we could do that. Okay. All right. I'll go a little bit further east and down the road some, and I will stand guard and prevent any orcs from coming up this way. Come back when you're done, Clyde. I'll wait here you for you. You want me to stick with you or go with him? Up to Clyde. I would say uh, stay with her because 
She right now has the uh, most risk with an army of undead not too far away. There. And you'll be able to probably hear some gunshots of us approaching if you needed to. You'll know that we're coming. True that. Alright. Alright. So, with this plan laid out, we're going to call this episode here. Well, 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 my friends, it seems as if the travelers have found not only one army, but a second army. Two gods, creating a strange mortal army. One of bones, one of flesh, one of firearms, and one of steel and flames. Wonder what is going on, and what game these gods are now playing. And why are the adventurers entangled in this strange weave. Well, me friends, that is all I have for this night. Until next time, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 